0: That is the opening to a tisket a tasket, and if we're listening to a tisket a tasket, we're listening to the greatest jazz singer in the world, Ella Fitzgerald. That's who she is. I'm Jeffrey Mark. Welcome to Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. Now, I know you already know all about Ella Fitzgerald. Let me let you know a little bit about me. I have written two books about Ella Fitzgerald. I am Grammy-nominated for writing album notes about her music. I worked with Ella at the end of her career, helping her to choose songs. And I just believe that Ella Fitzgerald was the greatest singer who ever lived. I have... So much to share with you. So many thoughts to share with you. And each time we get together, I'll be playing music on a theme and talking about how the music was made, how it affected her career, maybe how her career affected us. This week, we're going to be talking about Ella Fitzgerald and Cole Porter, one of the greatest, greatest songwriters who ever lived. There isn't enough hyperbole out there to tell you how great Cole Porter was. But let me tell you why Cole Porter is important to the Ella Fitzgerald story. The first 20 years of Ella's recording career, from 1935 to 1955, Ella recorded both with the Chick Webb Orchestra, her own orchestra, and on her own as a vocalist for the Decca Record Company. And she did very well. Ella had hits. She became a well-known singer of pop songs and jazz, well-known enough to get the name The First Lady of Song. But as the years went by, Decca had troubles internally. They didn't always know what to do with the great talents they had. And they had Ella singing some very mediocre things. In the late 1940s, The man called Norman Grants, who was a huge jazz entrepreneur and impresario, came into Ella's life as her manager, but she was still tied to Decca. So live, she was singing some of the best that jazz has to offer with some of the greatest jazz musicians in the world. But on record, she was still doing pop songs and novelty numbers. Decca was still trying to get Ella to give them another tisket a tiske tasket She didn't want to do that. She was a grown woman, and she wanted to sing mature music and apply her genius talent to it. Norman tried so hard to get Ella away from Decca, and this is what happened. MCA, which owned a talent agency, bought Universal Pictures and also bought Decca Records. They wanted to do the Benny Goodman story, with Steve Allen playing Benny Goodman. They also wanted to use all of Goodman's sidemen, all of whom were still alive, still working and all under exclusive contract to drum roll, please Norman Granz. So Norman went to them and said, all right, here's the deal. I'll give you every musician you want, but you release Ella from her DECA contract. And those Very unwise people let Ella Fitzgerald go. And Norman immediately started a new record label called Verb Records for her and for other people he managed. What do you do? How do you take someone like Ella and let the world know, hey, here's something new, something daring? So what Norman Granz dared to do was to put out a two LP set. There were very few two LP sets in 1956. One of the first was Ella Fitzgerald sings the Cole Porter songbook. They got Buddy Bregman to do the arrangements and Ella got to sing most of the wonderful, wonderful songs connected with Mr. Porter. In fact, today, when we say the great American songbook, the title actually comes from Ella Fitzgerald. And the Cole Porter songbooks, and all the songbooks she recorded afterwards. The two records set became the holy grail for Cole Porter fans. It sold beautifully. It put Verve Records on the map, and it made Ella, it propelled Ella from being a well regarded, loved vocalist to being a legend. Ella Fitzgerald, with the release of the Cole Porter songbook, became a legend. Let me show you how good this is. A Buddy Bregman arrangement of a swinging song, Too Darn Hot.
1: It's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. I'd like to sup with my baby tonight. Refill the cup with my baby tonight I'd like to sup with my baby tonight we fill the cup with my baby tonight but I ain't up to my baby tonight cause it's too darn hot it's too darn hot it's too darn hot I'd like to cool with my baby tonight and pitch the woo With my baby tonight I'd like to coo with my baby tonight And pitch the woo with my baby tonight But brother, you fight my baby tonight Cause it's too darn hot According to the Kinsey Report Every average man you know Much prefers his lovey-dovey to court When the temperature is low When the thermometer goes way up and the weather is sizzling hot Mr. Pants for romance is not Cause it's too, too, too darn hot I like to coo with my baby tonight and pitch the woo with my baby tonight. I like to coo with my baby tonight and pitch the woo with my baby tonight. But, brother, you fight my baby tonight because it's too dark. According to the Kinsey report, every For his squad, a Marine, for his queen, a G.I., for his cutie pie is not...
0: Too darn hot. Wasn't that great? A Swinging Arrangement and Buddy Bregman. Probably that one cut is Buddy Bregman at his best. I must be honest with you and tell you that although this two record set of Cole Porter songs and Ella's vocals did make this huge difference in Ella's career. And I'm saying this full transparency. Buddy Bregman and I are friends. Ella did not love the arrangements she got to sing with here. In later years, when she sang much of this songbook live, she substituted, if not fixed up versions of these arrangements, brand new arrangements, often supplied by her piano player at the time, whoever he might have been. Many years later, in the 1970s, Ella was at another threshold in her career. Pop music had changed. Verve Records, after 10 magnificent years of Grammy-winning albums, fired her. And Ella found herself, like many singers of her generation, kind of at sea as far as recording went. She did try to do cover versions of rock and roll things, pop things, Motown things, but she was having trouble recording jazz things. Norman Grants brought her into the studio with Nelson Riddle this time supplying the arrangements. For Cole Porter, things she hadn't sung and Cole Porter, things she wanted to revisit. The album was released, Ella Loves Cole on Atlantic Records. It was in release for about two weeks, and Norman pulled it out because of an estrangement between himself and Atlantic. Years went by, Norman started Pablo Records for Ella, And he had her get into the studio with Nelson, record two extra songs, and released the original album, Plus Two. The album was called Dream Dancing, and I thought there's no better way to talk about Dream Dancing than to play Dream Dancing. You may not know this song. This is not one of Cole's biggest hits, but it is one of my personal favorites. Here, Ella Fitzgerald, Nelson Riddle, Dream Dancing.
1: When day is gone, and night comes on, until the dawn, what do I get? The sky serene and fields of green sparkling with dew its joy sublime when Windfall touching you, clutching you all the night through. So say you love. Till the dawn What?
0: We're just listening to Ella and Nelson and Dream Dancing. And I got a story to tell you. She really, really, really respected, respected her audiences, respected how we would react to what she was doing. When she knew she was going to be recording Dream Dancing, what she did was take Nelson's arrangement and she played this song all over the country, trying it this way, trying it that way, so that when she got into the recording studio, she'd know exactly how to sing it to please us. I was privileged to see her do that about three times in the late 70s, before she recorded the album. She wanted the recordings to be just right, and she wanted us to be happy. I can't tell you how important that was to Ella. I've very rarely seen a performer who had so much respect for her audience that she was making us happy. Well, we're just getting started. Stay with me as Jeffrey Mark Clazella continues. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very
1: excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call. I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison, I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous.